0: Welcome to the Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through his word today. For more information about our church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. I want to ask you a question. Uh, Allie just mentioned this, but how many kids are in the room? How many kids are in the room? Let me hear you. All the kids in the room. Make a noise. Now let me ask it this way. How many of you are kids at heart? Thank you, thank you, because together today we're going to make some magic happen, and I know those of you watching online, you're like, uh, that feels weird. No, 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 join in, because I have some friends today that are going to help me, and they're going to get the message started. Here at Gateway, we call all of our kids heroes. Our kids are heroes, and so the people that work with our heroes are called Heroes Gateway Agents. So I'm going to invite some kids up to help me this passage, and as they're coming up... As Ali mentioned, innocence is very important. It's one of our core values. And if there's ever been a time that we need innocence and we need the spirit of Christmas, it's now. And I'm not saying be childish. I'm just asking you to be child. Like So I'm going to put you on hold just for a moment because i got to work with some incredible people here. And just see, you're going to watch something happen here that is very important because you're going to learn from them. So uh, let's get this right. We've got angels and we've got sheep. Angels, sheep. So here's what's going to happen, guys. I really need your help with this because we're dealing with some older people out there that may not get it. So when I say the word angels, I want you to go, oh. You guys got that? Do I need to do it again? No. No, I didn't think so. Okay. okay. All right, ready? One, two, three. Come on, come on. And then over here, whoa, that's not bad. We've got sheep over here, and do you guys know what you're going to do? It's going to be, So I'm going to back out. Here we go. Are you ready? Let me hear you. I want your best sheep voice you got. One, two, three. Now. Yeah, thank you. Because we're going to have to help the adults to learn how to do that. Because sometimes adults, you know. And uh, we need one baby Jesus. We have a baby Jesus right here. We have baby Jesus right there, okay? So baby Jesus is going to do what? Uh, Do you know what sound a baby makes? Mm. Can you make it? Yeah. There we go. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Say it again. So we have angels over here, and I want you guys to help, and I know agents, we're going to need your help with the adults because they're kids at heart, but it's been a while for some of them being a child. So here we go. Guys, you're ready. Let's show the adults how to do it. So we're going to do the angel sign on three. One, two, three. Ah! Come on. Some of you cheated. (laughs) Sir, on the couch, uh, I, I didn't hear you all the way in here. So let's try it again. One, two, three, angels. All right, let's try the sheep over here. Did you notice how bad they did? Okay, one, join in with the kids. One, two, three. Thank you. Good. We're going to read a familiar passage that when, during worship, if you saw the video clip, this is going to make more sense. And it's from the book of Luke, chapter 2. And as each time I say the word, angel or sheep, I'm asking you to join in. The kids are going to lead you, but I'm asking you to bring back that innocence and that childlike heart. Ready? That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Let's set it up. It's nighttime. Shepherds are out in the field. They're just doing what they do. They're just watching over sheep. I caught you on that one. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. I would have been spitless. You're in the middle of the night, and you've got sheep, and it's dark, and all the... Yeah, you guys are getting it. But the angel... Reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will find him and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby. Ready? You're the baby. What does the baby say? You're going to find the baby wrapped snugly In strips of cloth. I think we need to do that again. You're going to find a baby. What does the baby say? Wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. The son of the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven now went from one angel to now the heavens are filled. Yeah. Went from one angel to an army of angels. Thank you. They were praising God and saying, and this is something I I want you to catch, glory to God in the highest heaven, and then he says there's going to be peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. The shepherds went back to their flocks of sheep, glorifying and praising God for all they'd heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Now, agents, I need you to help me, and kids, I need one more thing out of you, one more thing. In the message, there's gonna be three words, three times I'm gonna say a phrase that's got two words in it. Three times two words. The first one's good news, second one's great joy, and the third is all people. So let's try that together again. I gotta work with you guys because they're gonna learn from you. Good news, news. great joy, joy. all people. Now we're gonna all people. Now what we're going to do now is add in some sign language with it. Okay, you ready? So this is going to kind of help the adults. Okay, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate your heart there. So here we go. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, "Good news, yes. Great joy, great joy. All, people. all people. Good news, great, news. great, joy. great joy, all great joy." I, should have caught me on that. I messed up. (laughs) Great joy. joy. All people. All All right. Now help the adults. Again, adults, let's go. Good news. news. Great joy. joy. All All people. Give the kids a hand. Come on. Thank you, agents, and thank you guys. Amazing. You may be exiting. The agents are going to be helping us through the message today because, again, some of us forget our parts. It just happened. Let me ask you something. The idea of good news—the very first thing that comes as a reality—is good news. Good news. Contrary to most Christmas pageants and plays, the shepherds—they uh, weren't clean people in terry cloth robes wearing rubber sandals. Um, they weren't religious professionals. Shepherds were just ordinary people that did ordinary tasks. They were men that were doing their job, but they hadn't lost a few things that sometimes in life we lose. Shepherds didn't lose the wander. You say, what do you mean, the wander? They were outdoorsmen. They they were outside. They were always with their sheep, and they were always moving. They were nomadic. These shepherds were actually childlike. You say, well, how do you figure that out, the story? Well, first of all, if you're in the middle of the night and angels appearing to you and telling you to do something in the middle of the night... They did it. There was a childlikeness to say, I guess this isn't what we're supposed to do. They were faced with some challenges also because of their being a nomadic lifestyle. They were known as loners. In fact, sometimes they were viewed as society's leftovers. They just looked after animals. In fact, they looked after animals that really smell, and that's sheep. Shepherds had some serious challenges they faced, Their work prevented them from keeping the ceremonial law. They could not be in the temple. And they moved about all over the country. In fact, in the the process of them moving from place to place all over, they were sometimes even called thieves. Because when shepherds would come close to a town, they wouldn't stay there very long. And sometimes when they left, stuff left too. Shepherds were not allowed to give evidence in court. They weren't allowed. Why? They hadn't kept ceremonial law, and there was some contingencies about their lifestyle. But they were just ordinary people doing ordinary things that in the middle of all, there's a perception about them. But in the middle of perception, guess what? They're the first ones that are told about this baby that is born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Can you imagine? I'm a shepherd and I'm in the middle of the field and, I'm like, are you serious? Me? So I want to look at it one piece at a time about good news, great joy, all people. First is good news. It says, don't be afraid. This is in chapter 2, verse 10. Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Glory to God in highest heaven. And I love the way the angel just makes this spectrum that entitles everybody and says, glory to God in the highest heaven, and he said, we're also going to bring peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Taxes were high. Unemployment was soaring. Morals were slipping. The Roman military style of government had taken over Israel. They didn't even have their country anymore. Greek philosophy is prevalent and there's even this doubt about whether the Jewish religious system is really going to work or not and then the angel shows up to shepherds and says don't be afraid I bring you good news well what was the good news well the good news is just two parts we just read it he said there's a savior there's a messiah the Lord is born In the middle of taxes, in the middle of unemployment soaring, in the middle of morality going away at a slippery slope, the shepherds are invited by angels declaring, your brokenness is over. Wholeness is here. There has been an anointed redeemer. There's been a Messiah. Jesus has been born. But then the second thing he said is, peace on earth. Now, remember what I said. They don't even have control over their own country anymore. It's under Roman dominance. Greek philosophy is now more important than Jewish tradition. And there's peace on earth. But I like what I read here, peace on earth. But then there's the next part of that that I'm not sure I really feel as comfortable with. And it says, peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, when I read that, most of us have heard the peace on earth part, but we maybe jumped over the part where it says, peace on earth is to those with whom God is pleased. And the moment I I said that, you wrote yourself off. You were like, me? Maybe someone else qualifies for that, but I don't know about me. Maybe you struggle of how God sees you, and you're thinking, God doesn't see me that way. Or possibly you're looking at all the problems and challenges and habits and hang-ups in your life and saying, I can't have peace. But I'd like for you to remember something. Peace is not the absence of problems. It is the presence of God in the midst of all that life brings. Peace is not the absence of problems. It is the presence of God in the middle of everything that goes on in your life the core of the angel's message was this there's good news there's good news the second thing is great joy don't be afraid he said i bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people the savior yes the messiah the lord has been born today in bethlehem the city of david agents i'm gonna need your help again here we go agents. Now, we're going to do this together again. Good news, great joy, all people. Ready? Here we go. All of us working together. Good news, great joy, all people. Let's try it again. Ages, help them. You're doing good. Some of you are a little... I know it's a little funny, but remember, I'm asking you to embrace that childlike innocence inside that all of us need a good dose of today. Good news, great joy, All people. Now we're going to do one more thing. Stay up here, agents. Every week in our Gateway Kids, our heroes learn what's called a power truth. A power truth is kind of like a a few words that kind of summarizes the entire message. So those of you that entrust your kids to us, every week, not only do we declare truth, but out of the mouth of your children, they're declaring power truth back. And so today, the power truth is this. Because of Jesus, I have joy. So here's where we're going to do it. Because of Jesus, I have joy. So I'm going to say it first, and then you repeat it. Because of Jesus, because of Jesus. I, have joy. I have joy. Now, kids, I know that the adults sitting around you don't understand power truth, so I need you to really jump in this time and help the adults, because you know how they are. Adults are adults. So are we ready? Here we go. I'll say it first, and then you say it. Because of Jesus... I have, joy. I have joy now this time don't parrot it but declare it because of Jesus, because of Jesus I, have joy. I have joy thank you agents where was joy coming from I'm a nomad I'm not allowed to speak in court I don't even get to go to temple very often so what is this deal that you're telling me about that I'm going to be able to have this joy Because he just said, where is it coming from? The Savior. The Messiah. The Lord has been born. The protector. The deliverer. The preserver. Finally, maybe we're going to get an answer. Maybe we're finally going to see a breakthrough. Because I'm a shepherd and I'm a nomad. I'm an outdoorsman. I'm not a professional religious person. I'm not a priest. I'm not perfect. But shepherds are showing up and saying, you've got joy. There's a source for joy. It's the Messiah, Jesus. Jesus. See, we confuse joy so easily that we don't even sometimes even figure out what real joy looks like. And let me kind of explain that. Joy is not in happenings. What do I mean? It's not in if this or that happens, then I'm gonna have joy. Because Psalm 16 and verse 11 says, in your presence, There's a fullness of joy. It doesn't say that when things kind of line up the way my five-year, ten-year plan went, or the way, if everything goes the way I think it will, then this happens, then that will happen, then I'm going to have joy. No, it just says in the presence of the Almighty God, there's fullness of joy. Joy is not a moment. Joy is a reality of who I'm connected with. No matter what is happening in my life, I can live in joy. I can have joy because it's a reality. You say, what do you mean it's a reality? Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23 give us what's called the nine fruit of the Spirit. Notice I didn't say fruits, I said fruit. They come encompassed into our lives and these nine attributes or qualities are of what God is like. And the first one is love, but guess what the second one is? Joy. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, goodness, meekness, temperance against such there's no law against that. And here all of a sudden, we can have joy no matter what's going on in our lives. True joy is not circumstantial. It is a reality because Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's my strength. Can I encourage you, stop looking for some moment, some mysterious moment or happening or person that will bring you joy. Real joy is a result of a Savior. Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One, coming into your life. Good news brings great joy. Maybe 2020 did not deliver great joy in some ways. I'm looking at some of you kids. Some of you kids this year, you didn't get to go to school. You wound up looking at a screen and you missed your friends. Some of you that are older, in junior high, high school, some of your sports got cut. And joy was a little different this year. But notice, joy is not because of a moment. It's not because of a thing. It's not because of a person. It's the presence of Jesus in our lives. I don't want you to raise your hand, but if I was to ask you about your joy quotient this morning, how many of you, don't raise your hand, would say that you are filled with joy today? A couple of weeks ago, Preston shared in his message, it was called A Few Do Nots. And he used Luke chapter 11, just a few chapters later than where we're reading right now. And it says, when a strong man is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe. When you're fully armed and guarding, your possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons and carries off his belongings. In that message, he went on to say that we as believers have the ability that we can bind Satan and then I quote something he said If Satan is tied up, if he's tied up, whatever he gets from you isn't stolen, it's received. You gave it away. Many times we want to blame the enemy of our soul that he took my joy. But if he's bound, and what I did is maybe I gave it away, you say, How do I give away joy? How do I let go of it? One of the first ways is worry. Worry will steal your joy giving way to anxiety, allowing my mind to dwell on difficulties or trouble versus dwelling on the potential that God has destined for me. The second way that we give away our joy is by comparison. Comparison is the enemy of joy. Let me ask you something, kids, some of you here in the room. Comparison is not just for adults. Have you ever looked at another kid and said, how did he get that and I don't? Why does she have that and I don't have one? It's because when we allow comparison to come in, it can steal our joy. We compare what we have with what others have. And we see somebody else that has something that I've always wanted. And all of a sudden I'm now comparing and it steals the joy because comparison is the enemy of joy. Third thing is busyness. Not productivity, busyness. We just get too busy. And then the fourth thing that steals our joy is we become human doers versus human beings. We gauge ourselves by what we do, not what we are. And the last thing, he said good news, great joy, all people. It says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. that will bring great joy to all people. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. We just read it again. Good news, great joy, all people. Those of you watching online and those of you here in the room or in Tempe, I want you just to say the word all. Say it with me. One, two, three. All. Do you know what in the original Greek the word all means? Yes, all. Thank you, sir. Exactly right. Just means all. But yet how many times in when we read this passage, we, we, like, we like the cadence of the verse. He's going to bring good news of great joy to all people. And we love that. But we jumped over what was going on in the story. These these shepherds are in the middle of a field, in the middle of the night, and an angel appears and even gets scarier. Then all of a sudden, there's this vast host of angels, the armies of heaven. And says they were terrified. I would have been spitless. Forget terrified. I'm like, what is going on? But he says, I bring you, you shepherds, I bring you good news. Great joy, but here's the piece, all people, and I'm sure the shepherds are like, what, me? That's for people that, you know, do right and do good. And No, he didn't qualify anybody. He said, it's good news, great joy to all people. Now think about it, it's dark, one minute, an angel is speaking the next minute, and then it says, the glory of the Lord surrounds them, and the place lights up. And then the armies of heaven I mean, it's like out of Star Wars or out of the Avengers or the Mandalorian and the stormtroopers are in the sky coming in with machine guns, and like, like, what's happening? The shepherds have every right to be scared. They weren't as scared, they were stunned, not just by what they were seeing and experiencing angels speaking, the places lit up, the armies of heaven, but they were terrified because the Lord proclaimed his message to them saying, all people, all. How does the all people fit in your life? All. Does the all include the people in the opposite political party that voted different than you? Does the all include the maskers versus the non-maskers? Does the all, is it just people like you, your friends, or is it all? Is it just adults, kids? No, it's all. All means all. That amazing God would love us Would love me so much that he would give himself in flesh in a manger as a baby to become the savior, the protector, my deliverer, the preserver. God's present to us was his presence. He wanted to be with us. And he shows up an angel and says, I'm with you guys. I don't know about you guys but I love presents. And here at Gateway one of our core values is we live to give. But I actually like these. And I know some of you are saying I hope he calls my number. Some of you are saying I never got a number. We didn't pass them out. Just kidding. This is there's nothing in here. It's just money. No I'm kidding. And I know that in the Bible, in Acts 20, 35, it says it's better to give than to receive. And I love the Passion Translation. It says, giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving. But I, I, still, I still like this. In fact, I'll be out in the lobby. I had some cards printed up with my address. You can drop them by the door or you can mail them. Just make sure they get there before Christmas. But how many of you enjoy receiving presents? Really, be honest. Come on, you're in church, don't lie. You enjoy this. But can I ask you a question? How many of you enjoy doing this so much more? We live to give. This year, Pam and I had to cancel our original Christmas plans. Our original Christmas plans was to do Christmas over Thanksgiving. With all of our kids and We've got six grandkids and three kids and due to a health challenge that both she and I went through we had to cancel Christmas over Thanksgiving our life group and people in this church came and started texting us started calling us started bringing flowers in fact my neighbor's here today and they made sure we were taken care of. People started bringing things. Our, our house turned into the botanical gardens with flowers. And, but what meant the most was this, was their presence. Knowing they were there for us and they loved us and cared for us. We were grateful for the things they brought, for the presence they brought. But knowing that they were there for us, they cared. They loved. They went out of their way. One thing that all of us can give is our presence. Be present. This Christmas, I know we all enjoying it receiving and unwrapping presents. And it may be different this year than other years, and maybe not. They may not be wrapped to perfection and you may not get what you always thought you wanted. But the one thing that we can give to all people is be present. Be there. At that awkward Christmas dinner and Uncle Bob comes up that you really don't like, just be present. Be present. 2020 has taught me anything is the power and the, the, the joy and the beauty of relationships, how much people mean. But be present. See, Christianity is the only religion where the central character, God, gave us his presence through a baby at Christmas. Jesus came to bring God's presence to us. Over the last 10 years of your life, if you could look back the last 10 years, what are some of the most precious gifts that you've received? The most meaningful may not be what was wrapped at Christmas or your birthday, but I would hesitate to say that probably the most precious Was when someone was there at a tough place in your life, and they were all there. Remember our power truth? Because of Jesus, I have joy. Can we say that together? Because of Jesus, I have joy. The word joy is an interesting word that shows up, and I'm going to close with this. It shows up in the Bible so much. But in Luke 15, 7, Jesus, same book we've been reading from, just later on in his ministry, he says this. In the same way, there's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and turns to God. It doesn't say you've got to jump through a bunch of hoops, you've got to perform. It just says all you need to do is repent. Turn To God, than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. If you're watching online and you quite know how to handle this year and where you're at right now, maybe this is a devastating time, or maybe you're here in this room, you can have good news. It's been given, there is great joy, and it is for all people you can have joy at Christmas because of a Savior Jesus who came and said I love you so much I'm going to give my life that you can have eternal life I'd like for you if you would just to bow your head even online wherever you are just maybe on your couch or if you're listening to this on your phone or you can make that choice today because you just heard that angels came to a shepherd and said i bring you good news great joy all people you say well, i that didn't fit me i i don't deserve it well no 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 there's nothing you can do that will make god love you more in fact there's nothing you can do that will make him love you less because he's already paid the price that you could have eternal life, but you have to invite him in. You have to invite him in. You say, how do I do that? In the book of Romans, it says, if you will openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You say, that's for me? Yeah, because he said to the angel, said to the shepherd, it's for all people. That includes you. With your head bowed, if you've never invited Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, I'd like to lead you in a prayer that you can do that right now. It's very simple. If you say, you know what, I want that. I want that good news. I want to receive that great joy. Because I believe I'm one of those all people. Then I ask you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I need you in my life. I admit I've been selfish. I have sinned. But I believe you paid the price and you paid the penalty by giving your life. And because you gave your life, I give you mine. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you came as a baby You were crucified and you rose again. And so I receive the gift of salvation. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. One last time, I want to read. I bring you good news that will bring great joy all people. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Gateway Church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Have a great week.